Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Meryl Montgomery for Female Startup Club. Welcome back to the show. It's Dune here, your host and hype girl. Today's episode is brought to us by our favorite friends at Norby, and we're learning from Meryl Montgomery, the founder of Barbary. Barbary herbals are weed's best friend, thoughtfully crafted to support your mind, body, and energy. Intended to be mixed with marijuana or enjoyed on their own, Barbary's formulated herbal blends CBD pre-rolled herbal spliffs and adaptogenic and CBD-infused teas help you find the right vibe. In this episode, we're covering the struggles faced growing a business in this space, those early days of getting the business off the ground, and Meryl's advice for founders who are just getting started. Now, I want to let you know that we did have some struggles recording this episode, so please do bear with us. It can get a little tricky towards the end, and we miss out the first quick question. But, you know, tech issues just can't be avoided sometimes, and that's how the cookie crumbles. So if you still love this episode as much as I did recording it, please do tell your friends about us. We love it when you do that, and let's get straight into today's episode. This is Meryl for Female Startup Club. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meryl, hi, welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. It is so nice to be here. I'm so <laughs> excited to talk to you today and learn all about your journey with Barbary. It looks so amazing. I'm obsessed with your website. Thank it's you. so cool. And the little like clicker button thing, like the mouse arrow. The cursor. Love that. <laughs> Just a tiny detail. Love it. Yeah, the cursor. Yeah, the cursor. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> For anyone who might not know who you are yet or what your brand is, could you give us a little bit of an introduction to Barbary? And you. Yeah. Well, my name is Meryl Montgomery. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Barberry. We're a botanical brand for a mild high. That's what we like to say. We make um, a series of products, but our really our cornerstone products are smokable botanical herbal blends. These are effects-based herbal blends. They're made with um, things like rose, lavender, raspberry leaves, and they're intended to be mixed with your own dose of cannabis or smoked on their own. Um, but when you mix it with cannabis, you can not only control the type of high that you feel, but also how high you get. So we're all about helping people feel really empowered with their cannabis use, safe to really experiment with that and, and customize that experience for them. Um, we then also have our line of CBD pre-rolls, which are our botanical blends mixed with CBD. And we have a line of THC pre-rolls that are available in Oregon and Massachusetts. Wow. Very cool. Sounds very exciting. I'm so excited to dig into like how this actually works from a marketing perspective and the kinds of challenges that you faced building this brand and kind of having that marketing aspect covered. But before we get into that, I'd love to go back to like 
the very beginning to what was getting you excited about this brand and building this as a business and your kind of origin founder story? Sure. So the brand was started with myself and my co-founder, Valerie Sakota. She and I are actually longtime friends. We've been friends since college. So we've now known each other for, gosh, over 14 years now. And she, in college, really was using these different smoking botanicals. She would go to a local co-op and find different types of herbs and start mixing them in with her pre-rolls. And that's really where it started is she was, you know, she's a curious mind. And um, she just started noticing that depending on which herbs she smoked with her weed really impacted the type of high that she would feel. Um, and, you know, like me, we would use cannabis in college, you know, we would smoke before class, we both had, you know, very liberal arts, fine arts degrees. And so we were able to um, lean on sort of the creative exploration that cannabis really invites, and use that to our advantage in our studies. And so um, she really was able to kind of micro engineer that experience with these different smoking botanicals. So fast forward then, you know, we graduate, we each build our careers. I moved to New York and I spent about 10 years working in digital advertising and content strategy for various e-commerce and CPG brands. And she really got her experience working on um, project management and brand, um, brand design and different brand work for an agency here in Portland. Um, and so we were catching up over drinks one day in 2016. Uh, cannabis had just been recreationally legalized here in Oregon. And, you know, she said that, you know, she had this idea for a product, for a brand. And the idea was a low-dose pre-roll, something that you could smoke the whole pre-roll and not worry about getting too stoned and mixing in those different smoking blends that she had used in college. Um, as a way of really customizing that experience. And the brand scene in cannabis in 2016, especially here in Oregon, was very, um, still sort of what we call our pre-legalization days, right? So it was very, um, you know, brick. Weed was literally selling itself, so you didn't need to brand it. <laughs> and so there was there was not, not that need to really come in. And so she had this idea of feeling like every time she went into a dispensary or purchased weed or had that experience, she didn't feel seen as a customer. And I could really understand that. There was sort of a, you know, I prefer low dose and feeling very shunned by the, you know, who was selling that um, feeling like they didn't really kind of understand that experience and how how we like to use cannabis in small doses sort of throughout various periods of our day, like I do with my cup of coffee. So the idea was to really bring together the functionality of the product, but also our really kind of keen and creative and kind of weird brand experience that we've come to build today. Um, so that was really the origin, right, was those drinks in 2016. And then through 2017, we really worked on kind of pulling together some early phases of what the brand could be, getting the website ready. Um, and then in early 2018, we launched our herbal smoking blends. Um, and, you know, you were mentioning a little bit about marketing, and, and we can talk a little bit about that. But the blends themselves have been a really important part about how we've been able to 
grow and scale within the cannabis space without actually having any cannabis in our products. Wow, what a journey. It sounds so amazing. And obviously the landscape, it sounds like, has changed so much from 2016 to 2022 when, especially in this industry for cannabis, it's gone through a massive kind of growth, a growth phase. (laughs) I'd love to talk more about those kind of early days pre-launch to talk about what you were doing, especially when it comes to the money piece. Like, How much money did you need to put in to get this brand together? Were you kind of, you know, doing this at home? Were you finding a manufacturer to help you? What was the kind of like pre-launch phase? Yeah. So Valerie and I really bootstrapped this business from the day one. We were both working full-time jobs. So like I said, I was working in, in New York and she was in here in Oregon. And we were just doing this completely as a side hustle. We knew that creating a product was something that would require, you know, investment and, um, I mean, anything requires a certain amount of investment, but creating our own product and our own brand was sort of a not going to be the thing that we launched with. So what we did is we, while we were doing the side hustles, we launched with an e-commerce shop and that e-commerce shop was really our sort of our footstep into into this world. So that actually contained no products of our own. We sold other people's products. You know, we sold pipes, we sold crystals. We really wanted to create an experience for the cannabis consumer, things that they would need and enjoy that really fed up into our, you know, brand lifestyle, but also was a pretty low entry point in terms of cost. Um, you know, we found partners that would work with us for low minimums um, and really just started to build traction that way. Um, and really being able to just have a website, being able to launch an Instagram, start engaging with people and creating some brand awareness that we are a lifestyle brand. We're for people who like to consume cannabis in smaller doses or maybe, you know, throughout the day um, or in the evening, like really with a specific goal. So, you know, having that really just a, a launch pad, a place to really congregate around. And while we were starting to, you know, build some sales from that and starting to kind of build some brand recognition there, in the back end, we were working on our product development the whole time. So we would do, you know, product testing in Valerie's house. And in fact, for our first year and a half, we were making all of the herbal blends in Valerie's kitchen. Um, We were doing all of the herb prep at her house. And, you know, all of the the order fulfillment would actually happen out of my house. um, Yeah, it was was a lot. It was a lot of doing a lot of things all at once. (laughs) But all within our own house. (laughs) Yeah. Classic entrepreneurial side hustle starter story. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. So just to add to, I mean, we, um, as I said, we were each working side, you know, our full jobs, our full-time jobs. Um, and I got to a point where, you know, I've been able to save some money and that savings account was really important to me as a founder to be able to have the confidence to start this thing. I'm a pretty like singularly focused person. Like, although I can do many things at once, um, to be an entrepreneur, to be a founder, you need passion. 
and that passion has to be sustainable. And so for me, I really needed to be able to like block out the stresses of being able to fully be present in my nine to five job and be able to be just full-time Barberry to be able to get the company just out there and get the energy and the momentum really going. And so I picked a number for a savings account, what I think I would need to get to, to be able to feel comfortable quitting my job. And so once I hit that number, I came from a, you know, a tech startup space. So I had very supportive um, bosses that were, you know, excited for me to sort of take that entrepreneurial step like they had also taken. Um, so, you know, I had the full support of my, of my community. Um, but at that point, you know, I was living in New York. And so I quit my job in New York and I moved from New York to my hometown of Portland, Oregon, and was just sort of living in my mom's best friend's basement for six months while we were, while we were really getting, getting this going. But it was, it, you know, it took the full support of my, you know, of my partner, of my old employers, and of Valerie, my co-founder, to really be able to, to take that leap. And I think that that, having that supportive community, if it hadn't been for even one of those sort of three main components, I don't think we would have sort of made it past those first six months. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Community, I think is so important when you're going through this journey of like all these hard things, all these things that you're learning to do for the first time, you're trying to figure it out. It's stressful. You've obviously gone through a lot of change, having to move. Community is so key in that kind of early phase. Well, in any phase, I guess, of entrepreneurship, but especially in the early beginning. I'd love to talk a little bit about how you were kind of starting to build your community and get the word out there specifically when it came to marketing Barbary. So we were actually really, um, again, it was sort of that outreach, um, which is why I really needed to be focused on the company. So there was at the time, you know, a lot of new kind of social groups forming around cannabis um you know now they're sort of uh kind of like hybrid influencer content creators publishers but this one group that we connected with is called high history and they're still around today and they were making um little videos that was kind of like drunk history but instead of um instead of it being drunk it, they were high and instead of it being uh, history on different like men's stories was specifically focused on women's history so it was hilarious it was um they're still to this day one of the funniest group of people and so they were launching their sort of season of their her hit her or high history episodes and so i connected with them and they were hosting a launch event in new york and uh, invited us to sort of launch our product our herbal one product at their after party um, it was on 420 on 480 or on 420 in 2018, and it was in this beautiful penthouse. And um, a couple of celebrities came, which was really cool. And we basically did what we still do today, which are these herbal split rolling bars. So we had all of our botanicals out. We had a variety of weed that you we would you could choose from. We had a menu that you could choose from, and we would hand roll. Um, different, you know, different herbal splits. So a mix of our botanicals with weed for different people. And that was really our launch event. And from that event, we were able to, 
you know, meet with some people, get a lot of great content, um, and just start networking. I think that was really the, an important piece for our business in those early years was networking. And it takes a lot of energy out of you. And I feel like even now, post-pandemic, my appetite for networking has gone way down. <laughs> but back then, it, back then, it was vital and really being able to get the word out about our brand and being able to show our faces, have a product to be able to talk about, being able to give out samples. Um, and, you know, when people see our enthusiasm and our commitment and um, just how we talk about the product, they then become excited about the product. And it was really, you know, turning, activating them as brand ambassadors for us. And so, that networking was so important in terms of just getting us meetings, getting us opportunities, um, and really just kind of putting us, us out there. That was really how we first started to grow. And is that something you, oh, first of all, it sounds amazing. That sounds so cool as an event strategy. Is that something you rolled out ongoing to kind of start building momentum, these pre-roll bars? Rolling events? Yes, absolutely. And we still, to this day, there are most sort of successful brand activation and we and that we've got one later this month so people love them I mean it's a way of really being able you know it's like anything you can smell the product see the product really hear about it from from the brand you know the benefits that it can provide so having sort of that an event but making it really customized to your brand and sort of tactile that tactile and stickiness of it was something that, you know, we have done many different pop-ups and many different types of events. And our rolling bar is almost always one that has the longest line for it. I mean, one, people love free pre-rolls or low, you know, pretty low-cost pre-rolls. Sometimes we'll charge for pre-roll, but if we're hired for an event, we're obviously giving them out for free. And it was, it, it is. I mean, people just will wait in line and then be the friendliest, they're so nice. Like anytime we get to chat with consumers too, it's fun for me. You know, we get, I get to meet them and see their excitement. And um, sometimes they recognize us and sometimes they're just learning about us for the first time. And, and every time it's always, it's just a party. It feels like, you know, like when you go to a house party and somebody's rolling joints, it's just like that. Sounds so cool. So much fun. Kind of reminds me of when you go to an event and they have the like piercing, piercing, like ear piercing bars. It's like always the coolest thing. And people are really, it's so experiential because it's kind of different. And I mean, now those piercing like bar things at events are more seen, but especially when it first started, it's like this new exciting thing that people are like, yeah, I will line up for that because it's different. And it's not like everything else of just receiving kind of I don't know, something that you use, a beverage that you used to have. Totally, totally. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So this is 2018. You have that launch event. What else are you doing to kind of like get the word out there? Obviously, highly regulated space. It's 2018. So it's pre this kind of like growth phase Mm -hmm. that it's been through as in the cannabis industry, what else are you doing? Are you, is it content online? Is it just events? Like what else are you doing? So there's a few different approaches that we took Um, because we launched uh, with our, um, our signature product line, our herbal blends. We always intended for you to smoke them. Um, But the botanicals themselves are all organic food grade herbs. And they taste really good when you drink them as tea. So when we first launched, we sort of marketed them as smokable tea. (laughs) And this way of just being able to position it as tea sort of helped us coast over some of those regulatory concerns that come along with injectables. Um, It would have that kind of multifunctional way kind of like if you think about it like a speakeasy, right? Like there was the grocery store in front, and then if you knew the code, you could get into the back where the, all the liquor was. For our products on the shelf, it looked like tea, but if you knew the brand and sort of knew where to look, you could see like, oh, I can actually smoke this, and oh, it's intended to be mixed with weed. And that was really, I mean, now we actually have our own CBT. We sort of from that um use but our product is still to this day we get customers all the time saying that and especially our airplane mode product 
um, which is our more relaxing herbal blend, that they have a cup of that tea every night before bed to really help them wind down at night. So it is a very functional purpose, and having a product that is functional is know very important that is kind of the key um, cornerstone of any product is how is it fulfilling a purpose in your customer's life and so being able to really provide that function is, is a very important thing for any product from a marketing perspective as I mentioned my background is in content marketing and digital strategy and so We've never been able to really do any paid digital ads like Facebook ads or Instagram ads. And, um, you know, TikTok has blocked us and kicked us off pretty much every video we do. So we've never been able to really get into TikTok either, which is crazy because multiple panels is a huge trend on TikTok. But as a brand, we're sort of gated from being able to participate in that conversation. Which is, you know, a whole other thing. Wow. Are you able to approach it more as like the founder and not as Barbary, but as Meryl? Well, Meryl does not like social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like, I do, you know, there are certain things I'm, I'm really in there for the memes and for my like group DMs that I have. <laughs> and thank God there are people like my co-founder and we have, you know, a social media marketer that really runs with it because we've been able to grow our social media account really well. And I have been getting more into Instagram and into reels and things as, you know, especially over the last few months. Um, it's been fun, but Personally, it's a life goal of mine to one day not be on any social platforms and just to kind of it's the dream be back into my yeah I know <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a great approach, and I think it's definitely something that we've been you know talking about on TikTok is like how can we is it worth our time? How do we want to get into this and, and those types of things? But from us, you know, what is actually our most successful traffic driver is search and so we invest quite heavily in our blog content so we really strategize so every month we get together and we plan out our next three month content strategy we talk about what you know if we're launching any products um what is going to be like our theme for that month um how are we really going to be supporting this content strategy. And so we look at things like, okay, how are people searching for us? How are they finding us? Are there any press pieces out about us that might be helping with certain search factors? Um, and really we create the strategy around, around those keywords and figuring out how to really be um, sort of ahead of the terms and ahead of it before they can actually are, you know, oversaturated. So we consistently, month over month, search is our number one traffic driver, and um, we make sure to really work hard in, in providing blog content, PR, as well as um, social content to really support that unified theme, whatever that theme is that month. Also, I would say, just as a small business, um, you kind of have to be really organized. And so being able to have three months of content calendar built out ahead of makes it so much easier for us to operate operators because we're not only creators, but we're the operators as well. And so that organization is vital. <laughs> mm, I wish I was that organized. Yeah. <laughs> 
For you, it sounds like on the search side of things, there's a lot of like organic search that's super important, blog content, PR, that kind of side of things. Does it, are you able to kind of dabble in paid search or is that also kind of an issue in this kind of regulated space? We dabbled some and I would say 98% of our paid search gets shut down, but you know, we've been able to get a few through and it, it still to this day is, you know, we are doing it right now, but it has been successful for us in the past, those paid search terms. I say, you know, I, I have the background to be comfortable and kind of experimenting with different paid marketing platforms. Just working in ad tech, it has sort of primed me to kind of be like, well, I can just figure this out. Um, I'd say for most founders, it might not be an accessible knowledge base, but a lot of times they're easier than you think. Um, there's a lot of like YouTube and different tutorials out there to sort of help guide that process. Um, and it's just, it's whether or not it's kind of worth your time. Um, we always like to do a few tests. And if we see, you know, if we test something for three months and if it's looking good, then we'll keep investing our time and our resources in it. And if it's not, then we move on to something else. Um, but we like to kind of keep those testing windows open so that we're constantly able to kind of figure out, okay, what works and what doesn't, and we're able to stay really objective about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's an example of something that you've been testing kind of in recent times besides the TikTok test that's really shifting the needle that you're kind of like, oh, we're going to keep leaning into this in a bigger way? Um, well, it has to be, I would say, reels. Ah, okay. <laughs> reels um, have for sure um, been something that we have been really trying to figure out. You know, when we first launched, video was like big into Instagram. And that was really inaccessible for us. It, video creation is expensive. You know, you need a production team. And then you make a whole bunch of video content that you try to chop up and make last as long as possible. And now that seems so archaic. You know, that seems like something that was so long ago. With Reels, it's really transformed the ability to create content on the fly and kind of figuring out the type of content that works well for us as the brand, um, which is why I've been having more fun kind of getting in front of the camera and, and doing different types of Reels with my co-founder, Valerie. And so... That's been something that has been figuring out, you know, we're like, some some reels only get a couple hundred views, some reels get north of 10,000 views, and we're constantly kind of pushing the needle and saying, like, and really optimizing, like, okay, what what is working and what are people liking to see? What on the opposite side of that, you know, our email strategy has gone through a lot of ups and downs, and where email was once driving you know, 20 to 30% of our orders, once the iOS formula or once that iOS um, policy changed this year, we noticed a big impact in how our email performance started really performing. And so it's one of those channels where we have seen success in the past, but if it doesn't continue to perform, like, okay, well, then do we abandon it completely? What do we do with all of our subscribers? How do we get people reengaged in this platform? 
for me, email has always been my favorite form of, you know, talking to customers. It's something that my co-founder and I write ourselves. We're the ones doing all of the email newsletters. So it's sort of our direct line to our customers. And they're fun for us to be able to kind of create. And, and I think that they have our own unique voice. And so we brought in some other help. We brought in some experts to really kind of help us figure out what could be going on there. And um, yeah, I would hate to see that channel go because we, like I said, it's like really our direct access. Yeah, gosh. So many changes. <laughs> yeah. Everything is such a, I don't know, it's, it's crazy at the moment. So many changes. Totally. <laughs> I think so when you're in the cannabis industry, yeah, when you're in the cannabis industry, you're just used to things changing all the time. And so, I mean, being an entrepreneur, things are changing all the time, but in the cannabis industry, a state could be like, no, we're not going to do smokable hemp anymore, just like that. And then all of a sudden, the whole state gets pulled off the of market for us. And you just are, we're just resilient. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, you know, if you get really beat down by any little change or blow or sort of thrown off your center access, then it's going to be really hard for your mental health <laughs> in the long run. And sort of being able to kind of absorb and react to those flows accordingly has been something that we've been sort of immensely um, fine-tuned for by being in the cannabis industry. My co-founder and I have this saying that we, you know, we tell each other all the time that we don't fail until we quit. And so when, you know, whenever we tap out, that'll be the end. But as long as she and I are still at the core and are still there to then we're still winning and we're still out there and still growing. I love that. Still charging forward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you think about your journey and you look back about the lessons that you've learned, is there anything that you wish you knew before you were starting out that you can pass on to other people who might be interested in starting a business in the cannabis industry? Um. I mean, I would say this applies to, to kind of any industry. Um, there's a few things that really contributed to our success. And I'm, the first one is just partnerships. Um, you know, we, the, the company is a partnership. Valerie and I, as co-founders, are a partnership. And having, um, having a co-founder that's one of your best friends, I think for some, has been really challenging. But for us, has always been, I think, really the secret to our success. I mean, we at the end of the day are always not only, you know, want the best for the business, but we genuinely love and want the best for each other. So it's helpful to have somebody who's kind of looking out for your, looking out for your back, you know, looking out for you. Um, because when you're a founder, you often are putting yourself last. And having someone that wants you to not be left is really important in order to keeping things, you know, running smoothly. So um, I always recommend partnerships and it's not really, you know, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I just, I've always seen um, us compared with people that are doing it on their own. And we just seem to be having more fun along the way. (laughs) I think something that I would tell, you know, myself as a new entrepreneur and Valerie and any new entrepreneurs is perfection kills progress. 
that's not my words, that's Sheryl Sandberg's words, but, you know, when you are launching and getting things out there, it is never going to be perfect, and you're going to go through many rounds of different brand designs, you're probably going to waste money on packaging that never sees the light of day, and you just kind of have to learn that that's a part of the process, and until you really put something out there and see how it goes and be able to have that information to know how to adjust or to react. But if you're constantly, you know, trying to make everything like perfect, then I think you'll never get out of that launch phase. Um, because the majority of things in your business are not going to be perfect. And your job is to figure out okay, how, to, how to make it as smooth as possible for everyone and how to get it at least over the line into into the world. Um, and just the best that you can do, <laughs> which is the best you can do is almost never perfect. <laughs> 100%. Done is better than perfect. <laughs> we talk about this a lot on the show and it's something that I feel like even now, even knowing that I still struggle with wanting things to be perfect before, you know, a new launch or whatever it is. And it really takes like you have to really craft that skill of being like, nope, let's just like get it out, do it quickly, and then iterate as we go. Totally. I love that advice. What does the future look like? What do you want to shout about? What can you tell us about that's coming up for you? So we are um, launching a new product soon. It's a collaborative product with our friends at Chula, um, Chula Herbals. It's X-U-L-A. Um, herbals. They're um, a queer, Latina, and Black-owned CBD brand based out of Mexico City. Um, and just, like, great humans. We love every time we see them at, like, cannabis events, and they just, they're just fun to be around. <laughs> like, we just enjoy spending time with them. And so we're really excited. We're launching our own product baby together, specifically for people with wombs, people who have, go through different hormonal changes each month, um, you know, it's really, um, it's, we're, we're pumped about it. So that comes out in October. Um, and just this holiday season, I mean, you know, this year has been crazy. Like we saw crazy growth in 2020 and 2021 to the point where it was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And then 2022, you know, I think it's just been when it comes to being a small business and we've seen a lot of pains that small businesses have felt this year um, and have had to, you know, react accordingly and kind of make those tough business decisions to be able just to get through and keep growing. And so um, we're looking forward to this holiday season. And I think it is, you know, during times of economic struggle for, I think the whole world is really feeling right now. I just cannot stress enough, but shop small, <laughs> shop small, shop BIPOC owned, like shop women owned. Um, Amazon is convenient, but doesn't need it. <laughs> and these small brands, I think like us are the ones that are making this a really accessible place for the industry. And I think setting those standards is something that's really important for us. So, um, you know, I can't, can't say enough, but shop small and I think we're, we're excited to see how this holiday season um, really closes out the year for us. Absolutely. I agree. I actually just downloaded this um, Chrome extension called Goodbye, spelled nice. G-O-O-D-B-U-Y. 
And basically what it does is when you're shopping on the internet and you're browsing any website. So like, for example, if you're browsing your website, it'll pop up saying like, this is, you select your values so that you can shop values aligned. So if you want to shop like women owned, or you want to shop like environmentally friendly, or you want to shop, um, BIPOC, like you select those values. And then when it you're on a website, it pops up saying like, this is like, um, you know, women owned and like, this is values aligned for you. Or if it's on Amazon, if you're on Amazon, it'll pop up being like, Hey, you can buy the similar or exact product like elsewhere at this small business, like, and here's the website. And it gives you suggestions of how to shop elsewhere. And it's so, so great for people who really want to shop small and, you know, shop values aligned. Yeah, I love that. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that.